everybody. You are listening to Kids Summer Radio on the Gird Up Podcast. This is part one of a six-episode series for children produced in the summer of 2020. We're glad you could join us. A big shout-out to all you kiddos who are officially on summer break. It was a weird end, but it's summer now, and we're going to enjoy it. I hope you enjoy it, too. The sing-along songs on today's episode are brought to you by the Salt Staff at Camp Phillip in Watoma, Wisconsin. At Camp Phillip, we provide relaxation in creation and renewal in Christ to Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod youth, adults, families, churches, and schools throughout the year. We are working to develop a quiet place where Wells Christians can come to be built up physically and spiritually. Camp Phillip offers many programs for kids and adults of all ages, including Pee Wee Camp, Fledgling Camp, Sunrise Camp, Sunshine Camp, and lots of specialty camps and teen retreats all year round. So head to CampPhillip.com to register today. Again, that's CampPhillip.com. We've got a fantastic show lined up for you today, including news with Noah, story time with Miss Jane, devotion with Pastor Steinberg, and lots more. But first, let's hear a song from our friends at Camp Phillip. Take it away, Matthew. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining. The next few podcasts are going to be about the fruit of the Spirit. So we're going to sing some songs about fruit. Join in. He's a peach of a savior, he's the apple of my eye, and he prunes away the branches when the branches get too high. He bears his fruit season, and his love will never die, and that's why I'm bananas for the Lord. Two, three, four, glory, glory, where the branches, glory, glory, where the branches, glory, glory, where the branches, and that's why I'm bananas for the Lord.
walking round in circles five miles an hour, trying to find my way back to my head in the fire. The world tasted sweet, but it soon became sour. Then the spirit called me and he gave me his power. One, two, three, four. I like bananas, I know that mangoes are sweet. I like papaya, but I know nothing can be that bugs at your house? At ours, we let them go barefoot. Our word this week is love. Now love is an intense feeling of deep affection. Or another way to describe love is a great interest and pleasure in something. So when we talk about love, the first thing that might come to mind might be a young man and a young woman who are falling in love with each other, right? They might like to hold hands or stare deep into each other's eyes and giggle about weird inside jokes, and they're always calling or texting each other and trying to spend time together or talking to each other on the phone. We call this romantic love. But love can be all kinds of things. You probably love your mom and dad. But your love for mom and dad is different than the love that a boy and a girl feel for each other. When we say that we love mom and dad, we think about all the things they do for us. Like feeding us, giving us clothes and toys, giving us hugs, making us smile, tucking us in at night. We love our parents, and the love we feel for our parents is a special love that we call paternal love. Do you hear the word parent in that word? Paternal love. You probably love your brothers and sisters too, but again, this is a different kind of love. The love we feel for our brothers and sisters is similar to the love we feel to our friends, but super strong because we're all part of the family. We're all on the same team. We all love our family and friends, and love is that feeling of deep affection we feel for those people, the joy we feel when we're with them. But the greatest love we will ever know is the love God feels for us. John 3.16 tells us that God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. See, love isn't just a feeling. Love is just as much about what we do. When we love each other, we serve each other. And God didn't just feel good feelings about us. When he saw that we were sinners, he didn't just say he loved us, he proved it. God sent Jesus, his only son, to be born a poor baby boy in a barn, live a perfect life in our place, and die an innocent death on the cross so that we could live with him forever. Now that is love. Why did the chicken cross the playground? other slide. <laughs> the world around us is always changing, so here to keep us up to date on news around our country, around the world, and even in outer space, here's Noah. Thanks, Charlie. 
May 30th was a day many excited Americans have been waiting for for the last 10 years. Two men, Bob Behnken and Doug Hurley, were launched into space inside the rocket Falcon 9. This was the first time in the last 10 years that the United States has sent humans into space. The goal of this rocket was to get men onto the International Space Station. This was also the first time a privately owned rocket was sent into space with human passengers. The rocket was owned and built by billionaire Elon Musk and his company SpaceX. Elon Musk and his company have the goal to make space travel available for the common man to make use of. Who knows? Maybe some of you will be able to go into space someday. Speaking of Elon Musk, did you know that he just had a baby boy? People have babies all the time, so what makes this baby special? Well, the name. The name of the baby is XAA12. I know. I've never met anyone by that name either. Each symbol in the baby's name stands for something significant. The X represents an unknown, maybe something Elon believes his son will discover someday. The A supposedly stands for artificial intelligence, which is a technology that Elon Musk is most likely trying to perfect. And the A12 is a kind of airplane, which could be one of the reasons Elon is so into air travel. Recently, Elon changed his son's name, so instead of the number 12, it is XII, which is the Roman numerals for the number 12. I don't know about you, but I personally think that eh, it is kind of cool in its own little way. Maybe they'll nickname him something like X or Jeremy. <laughs> What is the longest distance you've biked? Five miles? 10 miles? Try 745 miles. And with a grown man on your back. 15-year-old Yoti Kamari had to ju do just that. She and her father were staying near New Delhi when her father was injured and was no longer able to work. When she realized that they could not afford to stay there any longer, she decided they needed to make it home. She bought a bike and started making the long trek across India. After a 10-day journey, she finally made it home. That would be like biking from Chicago all the way to New York City in 10 days. Sounds fun, right? After the news of Kamari's trip spread, the Cycling Federation of India invited her to try out for their team after the COVID-19 pandemic is over. Now that, that's determination. Nitrous oxide. You probably have heard of it, but by its more common name, laughing gas. <laughs> Many dentists use it while working on people's teeth. It causes the person that inhales it to feel lightheaded and find many things around them quite funny. Let's hope our dentists don't make it the way some scientists have suggested. Scientists have recently discovered that emperor penguins can create laughing gas. It is actually created when the poop of the penguin hits the ground and bacteria cause nitrous oxide to be given off. So next time you go to the zoo, now you will know why so many people find the penguins so funny. <laughs>
And now it's time to explore the wonderful world of music. Today in music, we are studying a composer named Tchaikovsky. That's right, his name is Tchaikovsky. Everybody say that with me. Tchaikovsky. Pyotr Tchaikovsky was born in 1840 and lived until 1893. For a while, before he was a musician for a living, Tchaikovsky worked as a lawyer in St. Petersburg, Russia. But that didn't last very long, and he went to the St. Petersburg Conservatory to learn music. Now, Tchaikovsky really liked to create a kind of music we call romantic music. Now, romantic music sounds boundless and free, and it doesn't have a lot of rules to keep structure. And most of this music is what we call programmatic, which means that it's meant to describe something, perhaps a scene in nature or a particular feeling. So Tchaikovsky kind of paints a picture of what he wants you to see in your mind while you listen to his music. This first piece of music is called The Dance of the Nutcracker. It's from a ballet called The Nutcracker Suite, which you probably hear a lot of times at Christmas. Listen to it closely. See if you can hear those nutcrackers dancing around. the nutcrackers marching around i know i can our next one is called the dance of the little swans and it comes from a ballet called swan lake see if you can hear the little baby swans splashing around and playing and having fun in this next piece Did you hear the baby swans? They're kind of silly, aren't they? I think they'd be a lot of fun to watch. From the next piece, um, it's called 1812. It's a story of a great victory in a big battle, and these are the people celebrating after they've won the war. See if you can hear how happy and excited they are. 
Oh, it makes you want to get up and march around a room, doesn't it? Maybe some of you did. It's a very exciting piece of music, and we hear it a lot on the 4th of July because it sounds like fireworks. It just sounds like victory, doesn't it? This next piece of music is very calm and very quiet. It's called The Morning Prayer, and I want you to close your eyes and imagine it's early in the morning, and you're sitting out on the front porch, and you're thinking about how much your Savior loves you. You're watching that sunrise, and you're saying your morning prayers. that one reminds me of reminds me of a warm snug hug a big warm hug when you need it the most it's a good one now this last one this is also from a ballet called Romeo and Juliet and if you know the story of Romeo and Juliet you know it's about two young people who fall in love but their love is forbidden so see if you can hear that angst of teenage love in this next section Kind of makes falling in love sound fun and exciting, doesn't it? It's a good piece of music. Now, if you've enjoyed listening to Tchaikovsky's music and learning about him today, you should ask an adult and say, hey, I want to hear more Tchaikovsky music. And you can work together to figure out how to spell it and then type it into YouTube or into your music app on your phone. There's lots more music that you can enjoy by Tchaikovsky. Let's say his name one more time. Say his name on three. One, two, three. Tchaikovsky. That's all the music we have for today. Until next time, this is The Wonderful World of Music. Why is Peter Pan always flying? He never lands! (laughs) 
Now let's hear a story from everyone's favorite librarian, Ms. Jane. Hello, everybody. The story this week is from Greek mythology, and it's called King Midas and the Golden Touch. I want you to listen for King Midas and what kind of problem he had. See if you can figure that out as I'm reading. Many years ago, there was a king named King Midas. The king was very, very rich. He was the richest king in the world, and he had more gold than any other king in the world. And the king loved his gold. He loved his gold more than anything else in all the world. He had a lot of gold, but he always wanted more gold. One day, the king was in his room counting his money when a wizard appeared in the room. The wizard said to the king, I will give you one wish. What do you want? The king said, I want more gold. The wizard said, But you already have so much gold. You have more gold than any other king. The king said, I know I have a lot of gold, but gold is the best thing in the world. I want more. I wish that everything I touched would turn to gold. The wizard said, All right, starting tomorrow morning when you wake up, everything you touch will become gold. But I will warn you, this gift will not make you happy. I will take the risk, said the king. The next day, the king woke up very early. He was eager to see if his wish came true and if everything he touched turned to gold. The king touched his bed lightly with his hand. The bed turned to gold. He touched a chair and a table. As soon as he touched them, they both turned to solid gold. The king felt extremely happy. He ran around the room, touching everything he could see. Everything turned to shining yellow gold. Soon the king felt hungry, so he went to the kitchen to eat his breakfast. But when he picked up a glass of water and tried to drink it, the water turned to gold. He couldn't drink any water. He wanted to eat some bread, but when he touched the bread, it turned to gold. He wanted to eat some meat, but when he touched it to his mouth, it turned to gold. He couldn't eat anything. Everything was gold. His young daughter came running into the room. The king loved his daughter very much, and he gave her a big hug. But as soon as he touched his daughter, She turned into a golden statue. She couldn't move. The king had a feeling of great fear in his heart, and he felt as if all his joy had been taken away. In his sadness, he cried out to the wizard who had given him the gift of the golden touch. Wizard, he called, please take away this horrible gift. Take all my gold, take all my money, take everything. Just give me back my daughter. The wizard appeared and stood in front of the king. Do you still think that gold is the greatest thing in the world? Asked the wizard. No, no, cried the king. I hate gold. I don't want any more of it. Are you sure that you no longer want the golden touch? Asked the wizard. 
Yes, I'm sure, said the king. I've learned my lesson. I don't think gold is the greatest thing in the world. All right, said the wizard. Take this pitcher outside to the river and fill it with water. Then sprinkle water on the things that you have touched and turn to gold. The king took the pitcher and rushed outside to the river. Then he ran back inside and he sprinkled water on the head of his daughter. Instantly she could move again. She was no longer gold. She was a normal girl again. The king was overjoyed and he gave his daughter a big hug and kiss. Next, the king sprinkled his golden food with water, and it all turned back into real food. Then he and his daughter sat down to eat breakfast together. The king ate his food and drank his water very eagerly. He hated the golden touch so much that he even sprinkled the chairs and tables and everything else that he had turned to gold. Now the king hates gold, but now he is truly happy because he has his dear daughter. The end. How do you get a tissue to dance? Put a little boogie in it. How about another one, Matthew? Take it away, Camp Phillip. Love is not a song we sing, and love is not a poem. Love takes flight on relentless wings and brings a broken home. Let us love, let us love, not with words and not with tongue. My dear sister, my dear brother, take some action, love each other, let us love. best friend? You do? What's their name? 
I have a best friend too. We're best friends because we love many of the same things. We love to read the same books, we play games together, we can talk about everything, and our families even go to church together as often as we possibly can. Why is your best friend your best friend? I bet you have things you love to do together too. Remember King David? He's the guy who killed a bear and a lion, and then he killed Goliath, and then he became the king of Israel? Long before he became the king, David was just a shepherd boy who became a great warrior, and the Bible tells us that he was a man after God's own heart. And David had a best friend too. His name was Jonathan. Now, the Bible tells us that David and Jonathan loved each other. They were the best friends anybody ever had. See, David was a mighty warrior who fought great battles, and so was Jonathan. You know how David killed Goliath the giant with a sling? Well, Jonathan climbed up a cliff and fought more than 20 Philistines all by himself. When Jonathan and David met for the first time, God tells us that they became one in spirit, which means that they both loved the same things, fought for the same things, enjoyed the same things, and enjoyed doing all those things together. Most importantly, they both loved their God and their country more than anything else, even more than their own lives. But David and Jonathan's friendship wasn't an easy one. Jonathan was a prince, the son of King Saul, and David had been anointed to be Israel's next king. King Saul, Jonathan's dad, hated David because he knew his own son would never be king. And he tried to kill David over and over again. David even had to run away because the king wouldn't stop trying to kill him. When Jonathan heard that his dad was trying to murder his best friend, he went to King Saul and he pleaded for David and tried to convince the king to leave David alone. But King Saul got angry at Jonathan too and he threw a spear at him trying to kill his own son. Jonathan knew that his dad was angry and trying to kill David, but he loved his friend even more than his own life, and he did all he could to help him. First, he went and begged his dad, even though his dad tried to kill him, and then he helped David escape, even though his father, the king, threatened to kill anybody who helped David. Most of the time, being friends with someone is easy and it's fun. It's easy to love somebody when times are good and everybody's happy, but what kind of friend are you when times get hard? Do you stand up for your friends when they get picked on? Are you kind to your friends, even when they're rude or mean? Do you always say kind things about your friends when you know that they're not around to hear it? Love isn't just about how we feel, it's about what we do, too. So it's important to us to act like we love each other. And Jesus said that there is no greater love than this, that a man gives his life for his friend, just like Jesus did for us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for being our perfect friend. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to wash away every single one of our sins and to help us to love one another just as you have shown you love us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, kids, that's all we've got for you this week. This is Charlie from the Gird Up Podcast. Have a great week and go be the girls and boys that God created you to be.
Thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, make sure you're sharing it with friends and family, men in your life who you think need to hear our message. You can find us on social media, on Facebook under the Gird Up Podcast, and there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as girdup underscore like underscore a underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account. Type in www.patreon.com forward slash girdup. And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be.